hey Stefan, two years. Yeah, um, I know. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was shocked. You guys thought was it like a hundred episodes or something? No, fifty, fifty-two, <laughs> fifty-three, something <laughs> like that. But thank you. Yeah, a hundred. Double it. Sure. You have fifty, yeah. right? So well, there's two of us. See, so yes, it's a hundred. Uh, in, in technically speaking. But also why we should start shortening our episodes to 20 minutes a piece because then we could have 100 episodes. Because it could be part um, one and then part two. Part two. Part one, part two. Even if we release them in the same week. Yeah, yeah it just feels like a, thinking, um, thinking a huge... All the time. <laughs> a, he's, you know, he's a university uh, student, <laughs> so he's always thinking of the, the angles. Him and his social media and his TikTok dancing and (laughs) You're listening to the Can't Sell This Podcast with your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Just you fly down a gravel road, show the progress of a life well sold. Quiet roads, low no dust in those weeds growing. You know the concept is you know, we, we moved away from Initially, the podcast was about sort of um, evolving an idea that we either one of us had had into something more interesting or better or, or, or just an evolution or just, just a, an opportunity to discuss it. Yep. And um, as we progressed and we ran out of ideas, we're like, we need to like get other people involved and get their ideas. And then it turned into how do we mine the knowledge that people have that can help other people. So it became about succeeding and, and about the, the various pieces of advice people might have. And to that end, <clears throat> I think someone who is a dairy farmer, mm-hmm. winery owner, and yep. country music singer, yep. in addition to you know being a parent and, and husband. And doing, <clears throat> those, doing those other things that are important. Everybody yeah. can do that. Anybody can be right. a anybody can be a dad. Not everybody that's can right. be a father. Is the point, <laughs> that's Scott? True. See, that's, that's how true. I that's how I roll yes. from the heart. Yes. yes. Um, yep. And so, uh, you and I, I lived in Shawville. You live in uh, just outside of Shawville. You live in uh, off, on the farm and just outside Shawville. We went to school yeah. together, elementary school, even. Yes. Um, and then yep. I moved away when I was 13 and, and just, and just blew that popsicle stand wide yep. open and, and said, left you know, us all there to scram, you know, scrounge and what a junk pile of love is left. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we missed you though. Like, how like, like it was just poof. He's gone. But yeah. now you're back. No, no, I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime yeah. at all. Anyway, so I was, I was, I was very, very excited. And, and like, this is one of those things where I, I sent the invite to Stefan and I know he went, who? And, and then, so I started saying like, Hey, by the way, there's a reason for all of this. Like I, I have surprised Stefan with guests before. That's not really a big shock. Hey. Yep. <laughs> Stefan's been quiet this whole time. I feel bad. <laughs> He's like, so you guys have known each other for a very long time. This is very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to work on my master's. <laughs> beep, boop, boop, beep, yeah. boop, boop, boop. I'm not, I'm not typing at all. I'm, I'm, I'm no, just listening. I, I'm I know. Um, Mining. <laughs> you're getting ready for your questions. Yeah. So, Scott, dairy yep. farmer. Yeah, like your second generation or is it the second or Fourth. third? Fourth generation. Stop. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 1895. They walked the wow. first uh, Holstein cow from Ottawa into, uh, into Shovel. <laughs> and uh, so we've been going since that. So my... 
my great grandfather, they bottled milk in the house my mom and dad live in, and then they haul the bottled milk into town and sell bottled milk door to door, you know, with the horse and wagon and everything. Sure. And uh, so then it evolved from there into when processing became uh, with pasteurization and that, it became too much of a headache. So yeah, they got away from that and uh, then became um, uh, just straight production farm. So, so uh, more of a you know, always a family farm, always owned. It was owned by my grandfather's family. And then this great Judd fella showed up to help uh, with chores and ends up marrying the farmer's daughter. And that's how the Judds ended oh, up. Oh, that's how it always work. goes. You Judds are a <laughs> yeah. slippery bunch. Yeah. yeah. They trusted They trusted your, your grandfather and he just rode yeah. all over them. Yeah. But to your so advantage. That was, that's how the Judds ended up milking cows. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> so we're... We're here. We're doing well. Before there were a so, bunch of con uh, men and carnies. That's right. <laughs> to fans like you, this is. We met. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we ended up um, 16 years ago. I guess we put we built a new barn and yeah. kind of moved up the road out of town, out of Shovel, because okay. we were having 150 cows within a village is a lot for villagers to. Take. No, we never got one complaint, but you know, if you ever want to expand, that's because shotguns. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep everybody friendly. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The pitchforks are not as powerful as shotguns. No, well, no, no. You moved no, a yeah. bit out, and you and you did your thing. So uh, I'm I'm yeah. curious though, um, what led you to the um, the the winery? Like, what what led you to think like this land could could support a vineyard? Do something else. Yeah. So so the dairy farm is owned by my, my, uh, is owned right now by my sister, Kina and myself. And, uh, and then, uh, Jennifer and I lived on one part of the farm with a kind of a pasture ground around it. And it was kind of fallow and, and it was originally an old uh, fruit farm that was here. And okay. so that became a, well, you know, let's propagate out some of the fruit, clean up some of the, the original grapes that were here. Uh, there was one old apple tree and, what do we do? Do we do uh, apples or what do we do? So we tried some grapes. We looked into raspberries first and, and talked to some local farmers and, and they told me, don't grow raspberries. It's, it's a wreck, you know, and they're very honest with me. Uh, right. It's, uh, you know, it's a hard crop, uh, very fragile. So we, we stopped in a local vineyard and uh, a local vineyard, like there was one. Uh, so we stopped at <laughs> the one vineyard. You know, stopped at a vineyard. <laughs> halfway between here and ottawa right and i'm about we're like an hour out of ottawa yeah on the yeah on the north shore that's a heads up that's a heads up there stefan and uh so we so there's this one vineyard so we we stopped in there and they had a you know a glass of wine and after a couple glasses of wine and we left with this is a pretty good gig i think we could grow grapes uh, so yeah, which is how it, that's what everybody thinks when they once they have a glass or a couple glass of wine. wine. I could totally. save so much money if I just made this myself. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And pardon me, Garson. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Where do exactly. you get your grapes? Because we are going to put you out of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan. So they were very. Uh, they they were like they knew that one vineyard isn't a, a winery tour. You need two vineyards oh. to make a nice winery tour. So they were very open. You know, there was no competition right. uh, uh, thought. It was just, 
uh, if we're going to have a nice tour and support have and visit support and we need, you know, a few more to, to go with it. So, yeah. so that was, so we planted 500 grapes and expect them to die, mm-hmm. uh, you know, planting grapes this far North and uh, they didn't die. And the next year we planted a few more and the next year we planted a few more and they just kept living and doing really well. So now we have uh, 5,600 vines on five acres. That's, so that's five good. acres is not huge. That's amazing. Not huge. No, no, it's actually, kind of, and we produce uh, an average 10,000 bottles or, and our best year was 15,000 bottles. Uh, so. a- a- annually. Okay. Oh, yeah. there you go. And you do both red and white and a couple of varietals of, Red and red, white? white and rosé. Yeah. Oh, so far, just with the oh, with the, we have two reds. Uh, we grow a Frontenac Noir, and mm-hmm. in our red is Frontenac Noir and a Petite Pearl, which is a brand new grape. These are all hybrid grapes, so mm-hmm. developed in Minnesota, like late '60s, early '60s, and mm-hmm. uh, as one did in the '60s, Minnesotans. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're either all one plant huh? or Somebody had to get some. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody could do the same thing, right? That's, so that's, this dairy that's farmer in Minnesota, he crossbreeds a, a native grape plant with a French variety grape plant. Okay. And he ends up with a hybrid that will survive winters up to 40 degrees, minus 40. For a okay. Period. Okay. So that's how we end up growing grapes in the Ottawa Valley, because we have grapes that you don't have to bury and you don't have to. Uh, so it's, and so it's, how do you... How do you find, like, it, I, you obviously enjoy it. How long have you been a, a, a vineyard owner? So our oldest grapes are 11, 11 years. This 11 year. years. Holy moly. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. 500 we planted. Yeah, it's, uh, it's surprising. <laughs> I, uh, time passes, you, you plant a few, and you expect, oh, in a few years. But, you know, it was six years before we decided, we finally got our winery built and and uh, started inviting people up to uh, to see it and stuff <laughs> and got our permits and all that kind of stuff. right right to sell as opposed to just yeah. getting people drunk for free and making that's right. yeah yeah well no no it was more uh punishing our family and friends with bad wine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone's got to taste it man like you know. yeah, that's right yeah we thought it tasted great there's a uh <laughs> we thought we it finally tasted got great. in touch with a good <laughs> we thought we got we finally got in touch with a good uh winemaker oh okay Montreal. And you and, so you started getting in, uh, advice and yeah, things like that. Some advice, and they have their own lab and that in Montreal. So it's quite a kind of wine doctors that'll help you um, get things rolling. So it's and it's, and supportive as opposed to like you sent them a sample and they went, mm, I'd give up. Yeah, I well, right. well, the first guy, <laughs> first guy came. To, uh, Zach Hall is his name, and Zach came and uh, and tasted our wine, and he says it's pretty good. It's not too bad, you know. It's uh, it's okay. As he's it's spitting right. it into the bucket. And then he said, "What kind of wine do you want to make?" And I said, "I want a, a fruity, easy." You're drink drinking it. Something. <laughs> so, yeah, something that people will come back for more. If you sell them one bottle and they leave and never come back, yeah, you, you've failed, right? So yeah. um, we want something that's easy, easy on the palate. They're going to come back. He said, "Okay, so first we'll start by throwing out all that wine that you have. <laughs> so uh, fifteen hundred liters. We." opened the tap and drained down christened the laneway with <laughs> so yeah that wow. was our whole bunch of drunk raccoons and yeah skunks. yeah 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 raccoons uh, Is, uh, spray you worms are still drunk today <laughs> 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 and big and mad yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh but, old I mean, red wiggler the cadillac <laughs> of worms but he just 
just write that now? What? No, it's WKRP in Cincinnati, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. The, uh, That's just the way it is. With making uh, wine in Quebec, you end up, if you don't make a good wine, if your first bottle is no good, you're toast. They ain't coming back for a second bottle, you know? Yeah. Like, in Niagara and that you can get away with a bad year or a bad oh, shots you know, fucking no, fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Niagara you can suck, but not in Shawville. Well, you can have a one bad year <laughs> Burn your, and you're, you're still a Niagara wine, right? Somebody's gonna like you. But in Quebec, one hundred percent the wine is bad already. <laughs> so you have to like <laughs> So the bar know, is low jump out of the gate bar is with set a low really with... good wine. So it's <laughs> Well, there was already people in the area that had this, you know, what are you making wine in Quebec? Really? Like in the Ottawa Valley? Like, I think it's stupendous. Sure? Listen, I'll tell you what, like oh, that's 11 go. years of persistence. I have to, I, I tip the hat I do not wear to you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. incredible. No, um, it's, it's been good. Since we opened up, uh, the local community has been fantastic. We've sold out of our wine every year and it's, uh, it's been really good. They're really supportive. Your and, dad uh, is buying it all, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. No. I got he, you, Scott. Just... I got to mix fruit juice with his and some. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, that's what happens, right? I got to make a fruit, yeah, wine cocktail. Right. Uh, make but, it bubbly. Uh, make it bubbly. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So we've got a uh, spritzer. They, uh, but it the the winery itself is gorgeous. We ended up with like a thirty foot uh, cathedral ceiling. Right. And uh, we started doing music venues and uh, music events and stuff. And so it's uh, kind of grown into a kind of a great spot to hang out. We've got, we can have 90 people in the winery mm-hmm. with a little bistro on the side to do some, uh, some eats and that. And, uh, and how has, kind of um, how, what's the effect on, on your business right now with, with the COVID situation? So it, it uh, pushed us to uh, do all those jobs we were putting off. So okay. we were uh, we were relying on the winery itself and the events and and the uh, you know the music events and renting out the rooms and you know trying to get the odd wedding um, uh, supper nights uh, you know that kind of thing and when all that stopped with uh, with COVID they ended up with um, okay now we were selling in one grocery store and one restaurant. So now we got to find other grocery stores, other other farmers markets, and so it pushed us to do all those extras that we weren't doing. So it's uh, so it's been interesting. It kind of it did change a lot, but pushed us in the right direction, you know. And those things will carry on once the restaurants or the wineries back open again. So it's so kind of interesting. Would you say that that tours and um like uh events and and that that element of the winery the vineyard business is that really important to to what you do it it is on um we like uh prince edward county we i do a, i believe in r&d are you familiar with r&d yep research, research and development and yep Research, research and duplicate. Duplicate. <laughs> yeah. We have a so, whole. It's a different word in yeah. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to. That's it's cool. No, that's so, great. Yeah. All right. That might be a, a a mispronunciation from French. Uh, yeah. No. No. It's Ottawa Valley completely. Yeah. <laughs> duplicate. 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 Du- 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 what? Uh, 
<laughs> side so by each. Up, uh, These bottles yeah, of wine are side by each. Side by each. That is definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you, you do your research and check out yeah. uh, uh, Prince well, Edward County. The, Prince Edward County is 30 year plus wineries and uh, you can get on a route and visit, you know, and visit those wineries. And when we opened, there was two wineries, uh, three wineries. Right. And now we're back, we're up two, one got sold or quit. So uh, really, so we don't have a lot of a tour so yeah. we really should have called, we called our winery Little Red Wagon Winery, and we really should have called it maybe End of the Road Winery. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. when people come up this far from Ottawa, they've traveled, you know, an hour. Yeah. And yeah. They sure they're not sure looking at getting back in their either. car to drive yeah. to the next winery. They're looking at sitting there for a few minutes and having a drink on the patio and, yeah. and uh, seeing the dogs and visiting with the ducks and walking through the vineyards and you know, spell on the fresh air from the dairy farm and you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, but, but when you were saying like you, you've, you've had to adjust your business model slightly and that's, that's something that like based on the fact that both Stefan and I have been marketers for 20 years each that, you know, in, in our minds, uh, Stefan is, <clears throat> you know, a, a creative director and I'm a technologist, but we've been doing advertising for a really long time in our minds, <clears throat> or at least in mine, the idea of waiting to get your, your, your wine into locations is like the very first thing. You know what I mean? Like, like you're like, Oh, we had it in one restaurant in one day. I'm like, what? <laughs> like in, in my mind, like that's the very first thing I would have done because you don't want to yes. rely on walk-in traffic, especially when you live outside of town. Right. Yes. No, exactly. And, and, and that was when we started, we didn't even think, <clears throat> We thought we'd have the little bistro just to do some wine tasting pairings. You know, we might have, of course, uh, yeah. have some crackers and cheese and do that. Mm -hmm. But when people came, they were enamored by the place. They thought it was gorgeous. It's right. all done in local pine. And, and, uh, uh, Jennifer's an artist. My wife, Jennifer's an artist as well. So mm -hmm. she, her art, you know, adorns the walls and the place is just gorgeous. When they came in, didn't want to leave. They, they wanted to sit around. So it's like, oh, okay. So now let's have a, maybe we need to have a little bit of a menu, a little uh, tasting menu or something to go with it. So that yeah. made it quite a, you know, so it kind of changed the game for us that we didn't expect. We assumed we were going to sell mostly out. So the first year we opened, uh, we, we copied Garth Brooks. So Garth Brooks always brought out an album right before Christmas, right? Okay. So we, <laughs> so we brought out our first wine, like, uh, December 9th, we opened. Uh, okay. We hit the Christmas market and we were, which was completely by chance, but you know, it sounds like a really good story. It's a great marketing <laughs> scheme. <laughs> so we end up with. You're allowed to take selling. credit for doing that. I'd... Yeah, yeah. So by oh, that was Valentine's accidental. Day, we were oh. sold. <laughs> we you were sold, sold out. out. Oh. So we really ramped through. So it was pretty, it was great, you know. And uh, so then we started bottling our next year's wine and and we sold out of it hmm. so it became kind of a you don't want to uh, sign in with a restaurant and then not be able to supply them with enough wine for sure for sure so uh, it was kind of a uh, hold back and wait and see what we can do so uh, so we were uh, the one restaurant we got in was a a, a posh posh hotel in uh, wakefield quebec uh, yeah. called the mill and it's uh, it was you know, 
you got in there. We were the only, there was only two Canadian wines on the wine list and we were one of them. So right. it was really great. So it's kind of, you know, you kind of, where do we go from here? <laughs> so it's been, but, uh, but it's been cool. It's been, it's been interesting because we end up um, again, about winery closed, you change the dynamic, you swing and, and, and uh, keep moving the product and, now we're at the farmer's market for Shovel. Yeah. And uh, now the cottagers are starting to come back to Quebec and that to come out of their cottages. That, mm-hmm. that market starts to grow. And, and they are our strength in, uh, in the winery as well. You know, um, on a Thursday night, we could end up with 50 people for supper. Out of really? The you, know, you might end up with two, but you might end up with 50. So it becomes, a, it's kind of a... a so do you, have, do, you have, do you have like an agreement with your sister where because you, you both own the farm, the, the yeah. milk, the dairy farm, do you have an agreement with her where it's like, yeah, oh, look, I'll just give you a bunch of wine and I'm yeah. going to totally be not around for Thursday nights because I got to do this yeah, thing. Yeah, that's so not going to miss those chores. We, we have a great bunch of uh, I mean, miss them? The that's not how I would put it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we do Nobody have a great misses bunch chores. of employees. It's good. Oh, okay. Good. So there's yeah. employees. I <laughs> yeah, see. So the dairy farm works. Uh, works uh, we can, uh, uh, you know, it runs pretty smooth. So it's right. Uh, after four generations, if it doesn't, then maybe there's a problem with the judge line. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. We just keep screwing up. I mean, yeah, that guy exactly. just keeps dropping the bucket. Oh, I dropped the yeah. bucket again. Oh, I definitely dropped the bucket. I, I dropped the bucket every day, but that's <laughs> that's because of the wine, Scott. And just don't that's right. don't drink and milk is the, the main thing. Obviously, you're not milking. You're you put the things on and. Uh-huh. This is all the hand gestures that I assume are involved in being a dairy farmer. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Be careful with those Zoom hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get banned from my own podcast. Yeah. Well, Hugh just did that thing with his hands, and next thing you yeah. know, he's off the podcast. Fans running at himself. So <laughs> I want to move, I wanted to move on a little bit. Uh, unless, Stefan, do you have any uh, questions pertaining to wine? Well, I mean – it's, I just, I find it really interesting how like the, 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 the sort of separation of the two, right? Because I mean, like, well, for one, you'd never want to mix your milk with your wine. No, right but, that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Once. <laughs> yeah. Once. Maybe I was wrong I was that really... other time. Maybe it used to be a rosé. Nope. I was wrong again. <laughs> yeah. No, no better. No better. <laughs> But it's interesting to see the origins come from the idea that 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 piece of land was was used for fruit, and you know you just sort of worked it out and realized that oh well no we can grow grapes here and if and especially that that uh, that insight about the the grapes from Minnesota that are hybrid that are designed to last in our ridiculous winters so mm-hmm. yeah super mm-hmm. cool yeah no it's Jen and I always wanted to do something with the land like we'd we or do something with the people because uh we always like throwing parties and and stuff at the house and um so we both work well with you know uh with the public and we thought of having a store in town and that was an idea and maybe we could do sells and have a craft store an art store that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then and then the kids were little so well maybe we could do a pick your own. So we started into, well, maybe we could do pick your own fruit or something right. like that. We looked into doing cheese with the dairy, but uh, getting cheese quota for uh, artisanal cheese quota is a little difficult too. Hmm. So 
it was kind of a, hmm, you know, and then we looked into the, you know, kind of, you started looking around at ideas and you, I guess you're in a way you're crossing out uh, one ideas that don't work. And which is the entire <laughs> basis of our podcast. So that's right. Yeah. <laughs> crossing out ideas that don't exactly. work. We are down that's with that a, conversation. That we know how that works. <laughs> so, I mean, like on. this, this actually does bring me to a, a question pertaining to, uh, pertaining to uh, the dairy industry in Quebec and probably Canada as a whole, you'd probably be um, well versed in, in this. Um, you know, it is one of the things that, that uh, the Americans made a big stink about recently is, is the non-comp with, with dairy farmers and how we protect our dairy farmers and stuff like that. But you, you, I mean, the rules and regulations that you are, that you need to adhere to as a producer of, dairy products they're they're quite stringent as opposed to americans right they are yeah which it, it's twofold as far as um uh if you're selling direct to market you can always go for that better deal and maybe your milk's better than the next guy or maybe your milk farm is closer to the dairy so you have less trucking than than the next guy right um uh, but in canada um, the best story I have is, is a two sisters who milked uh, 12 cows by hand. Uh, they'd only got their milk picked up every third day. Normally they pick up every second day. but So every third day they send one truck and it took the truck two hours to go pick up the milk. Mm-hmm. And they had less than 200 liters of milk to pick up. We're shipping 8,000 liters every two days. So they went there to pick up, you know, about 150 liters of milk. Right. For that pickup of milk from those two sisters that milk by hand, their payment for trucking that milk to the dairy was the exact same price per liter I pay. Right. Because it's shared amongst all everybody. So, and the same was whenever COVID started and we had to dump milk. Um, when we had to dump milk, we shared the lost. It was like everybody had to dump a little bit, even though right. certain farms were dumping and certain numbs never had to the uh, the amount that was the, the cost was shared, the cost that the cost is shared amongst all the farms yeah right which which is the funniest part is that you know that's that's a socialist concept obviously and in the states they'd just be like oh no that one yeah. farmer had to go bust <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. i mean like they would just be like that exactly. one farmer yeah, went yeah, bust. Yeah. fuck that guy yeah. you know what i like because yeah. i'm doing fine obviously yeah. we had this conversation last week stefan and i with with a Texan where he had said like our thing is live free or die. And I was like, well, you mean live free or you die, like not live free yeah. or I die, you know, like it's yeah. all about yeah. me, me, me. So right. it is, it's refreshing. I mean, it's <clears throat> not just refreshing. It's, it, this is, this is what makes the, the North American, the Canadian experience kind of a little richer in terms of how we support one another. Yeah, no, that's right. And, and that's that, that, uh, that part of you know and it, and it it doesn't give us a higher it gives us a more steady price for our milk that's the best thing so you can take that to the bank and say well i know i'm going to get paid uh, 70 cents for my liter of milk mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. year because i know it's not going to be up or down it doesn't matter what happens in the market i'm going to get on average 70 cents for my right liter of milk. You, so, and, and I mean, you're, you're regulated to a, a degree yeah. when, when it comes to the, the quality of, of your, your milk as well, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You get a, a bit of a quality premium. 
so there's some you know incentive to do a you know better job and 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 that um, um, so it becomes that but it's just that sharing of everything that just makes everything flow yeah it felt flow better and well I mean I it sounds like it sounds like you had um, a similar experience with when you when you went to visit the vineyard you know to essentially do research to open up competition but they didn't see it as competition it was again seen more as like a another um well i mean you tell me like like do you feel that 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 there's no exactly you have that sense of community yeah and and that was you know we got into grapes from a local wine producer who uh felt the need to have more wine producers in the area that you can't have a wine tour with one vineyard. When we went to Prince Edward County and visited there, um, you know, you go and you visit the farm and the vineyard and, and taste the wine and get the the regular tour. And then when you tell them, uh, so we planted some grapes and we're looking at building a vineyard, a winery soon. Uh, we, how do you bottle your wine or how do you make your wine? And, you know, the guard comes down and, well, come on in the back. <laughs> I got to tell you a story and a half, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, don't do that. Do this. Don't talk to that guy. Maybe do that instead of this, you know, but they share There's no, I've never run into a vineyard owner that had competition, any competition or any threat. I wasn't no threat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all um, the more the merrier. And maybe because we're vineyards are such small numbers, but, yeah, dairy farms. If you visit a couple dairy farms, I don't think it'd matter what dairy farm, what farm you visit in Canada. When you go to visit a farm, it, you know they want to share it's something you can learn from what they shouldn't, what they shouldn't have done, or what they did do. So it's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic that way. <clears throat> yeah, that that kind of community and that kind of sharing really seems like it's ingrained in the Canadian psyche. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, it is. Yeah. Probably back uh, goes back to the pioneer days when we all had to rely on each other for warmth <laughs> yeah. and survival. Yeah. yeah, if you're ignorant, you're we had to be to nice. Death, right? It's too cold. <laughs> yeah, barn bees and quilting bees and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. an interesting. Uh, there's an interesting book about the the Clar- uh, Clarendon that's um, that I read that you know part of the settlers' uh, allotment of land they had to clear a certain amount every year. And, and, and what they would do is each group, they would, they would get together and they would clear that amount for one person and they would move to the next because you could clear it more efficiently with a group of people. Sure. So yeah. they would clear parcels of land together and, and, and get each other to, to the point that, because you had to do it every year or you, were, you had to renege on, on your deal. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's how barn raising happened. That's how quilting bees happen. Everything was all about the community. Um, yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool to see that that's still going, you know? It is. Yeah, no, it is true. It, it is, uh, yeah, and with the threshing bees and harvest parties and that kind of thing where they kept on too. And uh, even, even today, as far as um, uh, if I put the call out to, I'm, I'm, lucky enough to be the uh, farmers union president for Pontiac as well. Okay. And uh, we put the request out, okay, what are we going to do this year? And everybody says, well, you know, sitting around, well, I think we, we should have a barbecue or something so we can all get together. Right. <laughs> so it, 
but because of that is that that camaraderie and that sharing of knowledge when when we do get together and that's what did you offer a discount at the winery (laughs) yeah Yeah, we should all get together hey look i'll give everybody a five buck (laughs) voucher come to the old uh, little red wagon i got a a place i got a place really well with uh with uh, knee and elbow conferences and uh dairy conferences (laughs) knee and elbow conferences those are great um so you know unless unless the fan wants to to uh, add something about the 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 winery or the the dairy i kind of want to move into music a little bit yeah let's do that okay because stefan's actually from ottawa uh scott and he he was a dj in ottawa yeah he's he's very much into music yeah not yeah country as much so (laughs) no that's well even i i i kind of go this country but I'm drawn to more folk, you know, I have that more. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Woody Guthrie kind of uh, situation. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I did, I, one of the first songs I wrote, I called the uh, dust and it was all about the dust on the fifth line. Okay. Do you remember the old fifth line? Sure. Of course. I do. That you, eh? <laughs> dusty road. You know, every road in Pontiac's dust. Every road in Pontiac was dusty. Yeah. Gravel, you know, we don't have any pavement up here. There's, yeah. Right, you're riding your bike down the road to your grandparents, and like, yeah. like a, a a truck goes by, and you're like, oh, that's it, and you're just covered in, yeah. just covered in dust. Yeah, so it I leads, know it leads well to a to a good song. So, so I ended up uh, writing this song about dust, and and you know, come up with the chord progression, and you come up with the you know lyrics are are pretty easy. You're feeding a calf a bottle of milk and sitting there thinking about life, and a plane flies overhead and wonder where they're going and and uh, you look down and see the neighbor flying by on the lower road as he's uh you know barreling to town for something he forgot and, and seeing the dust flying up on the road and there you go and uh and and then you sit down at the guitar and you put some music to it and then about six years later you're listening to uh, the lou reed new york album and realize you totally he stole your song the entire from lou reed you time traveling <laughs> bastard <laughs> i think oh you and no. dove it underground can shove it yeah. um <laughs> sorry so i had asked you now, I'll say it during the episode because I need this to on the record that I asked you for music. I was like, you know, you could be the opening and closing part of this episode. Number. And you were like, I don't have music. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have music? You've been playing it forever and you play in at the fair and stuff. You played live. I did, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I played a few gigs and, and, um, um, and it became, I, I did start a recording. And unfortunately, uh, the fellow I was recording with, he passed on. So oh. he, uh, and uh, so we didn't, I kind of lost some of the recordings I had. Oh. So we, um, but in the same note, and music be- started to become bigger for me. And it was, right. you know, I started to get more gigs and more concerts to do and there's always a church supper or something you need somebody to play for and that kind of, and i love doing it. i love singing for everybody yeah but yeah it, but it, it did become this challenge to okay i got a dairy farm you know jen and i have the winery and yep. it, and the kids you know some homework done and and uh, i got a gig tonight right and so i did kind of said okay i can sing later 
<laughs> Let's okay. put that to the side a little bit. We'll continue with songwriting. We'll right. keep making some songs, and we'll just slow that down a bit. So it's. Uh, um, so you're saying so you have no track to supply for the? I mean, it's fine. Whatever. It's no big deal, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of. But uh, but it's funny. It, I'm just gonna yell dust into think, the mic seventy times and just ask him yeah. to loop. Yeah. Dust. <laughs> You uh, nailed it on the head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott. I tell you, like uh, it, you were playing the fair a couple of years ago, uh, the shovel yeah, fair. Yeah. Did you catch that on YouTube? There's a good YouTube clip. Now. Well, hold on a second. I didn't know that it was on YouTube. Is is that something mm, I can look mm, up? Mm-hmm. So you could yeah, share yeah. that. You could share that with me. That'd be amazing. Dust your fly down a gravel road Show the progress of a life well sowed Quiet roads blow no dust And those weeds grow in and those fences rust The weeds grow in and those fences rust Grass grows greener down the line Page wire patched with baler twine Cattle leave like they know that dust should fly down a gravel road dust should fly down a gravel road show the progress of a life well sowed quiet roads blow no dust and those weeds grow in and those fences rust those weeds grow in and those fences rust Uh, the yeah, shovel fair is actually canceled this year, which is a yes. huge bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is the, like the biggest fair in all of like Ottawa Valley kind of thing. It's the, it is. Yeah. It's the biggest deal. No, it does. Yeah. They've yeah, had a good deal. It's a, it's David a good Gilmore play there. They've had uh, Kim yeah. Mitchell has played there. Well, better than that. You know, there was the time, the, the year that we had Stomp and Tom play. Stomp and Tom's and, played there. And you know? the same night. The Rolling Stones played the the uh, the X in uh, in Ottawa. Yeah, and, and they had night. fewer people than Stop and Tom at the Shallow yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. You can make up whatever you want, by the way, Scott. It was. Let's it try was, to verify that. That it was absolutely true. It was the scariest thing Shovel's ever witnessed. <laughs> the number of people coming for Stop and Tom. Well, you there know, was. Is unbelievable. There was people yeah. standing on rooftops. Sudbury Saturday night. What was, are you gonna do? But it was well, yeah, and and tickets at that time I think were ten bucks for the day, so for ten bucks you could get in and and ride the rides, have a beer, and watch the concert. And I'm sure the Stones were way more than that. I didn't even know what they were, but uh, but it uh, we yeah. they oversold the Rolling Stones. But there was also no limitation, and they just kept letting people in the gate. <laughs> so, oh my god! <laughs> but it was packed, and then poor Tom, he ends up getting up and. Uh, he played his total set was uh, I don't think it was 45 minutes really I kind of think it was like 30 minutes he played <laughs> so it was, there was a riot in shovel that night they, they went oh, through all the things he played like five songs and left and I'm old was, and tired I got nothing to... oh, it was rough uh, it was a rough uh, yep he may have been in the beer tent before that but we're not sure that's a rumor Oh, oh, that he, oh, I see. So, Poor Tom. It was a rough night. It was just, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. 
a lot of stress. So do you, so it, like if I look on YouTube and I look up Scott Judd, yep. will there be a, will, will there be a thing? You will see me there. And it thinks my, I misspelled yeah. it as Scott Jund. <laughs> Jund, no. Here Stop we go. Guy. Jennifer Daly, Scott Judd, Ambassador Cetifietness. It was way fun. That's not it. Scott Judd, Dusty Road. Dusty Road. It's there you. it is. Okay, well, me. for the record, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that. Okay. That is going to be, if, if, I can, if I can steal out a, a portion of that as our opening yep. and closing loop, go. that's what's going to be there. Now you're going to have to wait because, as you've seen tonight, I do maybe talk, you know, well, you know, well-versed in language. <laughs> And and you know all the best words. My song, I, <laughs> my lead into every song is is twice as long as the song. <laughs> oh, so you've talked to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard this ABBA song? No. Well, yeah. let me tell you a couple things about ABBA. There's yeah. four yeah. of them: two ladies, <laughs> two men. Yeah. Two letters. Four letters. Yeah. My dad is my dad was not a drunk. I just like making him sound like he was. And there's a, one guy's name was uh, Angus. There's Barbara and <laughs> Bethany and Al, and that's how they became Abba. That's true. That's not. Just, you can look it up. Google that on your fancy phone. <laughs> well, I did notice when once you perform live at an event. And it's recorded on YouTube. You clip you down do how much work, you talk ahead of time. You have to work on your pronunciation. Oh. So I, uh, I I introduce one of the songs as um, Dusky as Road. A, <laughs> no, I, 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 I was talking. I was trying to push the you know the events at the fair that day, and and I was talking about the ladies section at the uh, where they have all the baking. Oh. That's how I said baking. Yeah. Uh, and But when I was on stage, I said, you should really go in there and see all the bacon. Bacon. Yeah, all those girls are great at bacon. They oh. can bake up a storm. <laughs> zero, there's zero problem with that. Did the, did the whole thing just stampede over? Because it's yeah. like, fucking bacon. We can listen to this guy. Bacon. We could be eating bacon. Bacon in there? Well, I didn't know there was bacon. I'm going to go. So baking. And some guy's like, he's lying. It's baked yeah. goods. <laughs> There's no baking. baking. Just cakes and cookies. It's cakes bacon. and cakes and cookies. Not a single <laughs> slab of bacon to be found. <laughs> I love it. I might be just messing up the audio here. It's okay. So sounds good to me. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. Um, so Scott, like, uh, how, how how long how long has your hiatus from music been? Live music. Uh, I'm playing live. Well, I well now that I have my own music venue, it's it's actually working to my advantage. I get to play in my own music venue. So uh, there you go. You're like Jake Lamada in, in Raging Bull, where he's just constantly standing on the stage, going, "You don't like my comedy, I fuck you up." And and you're like, "But but you're playing a guitar, yeah, like right. that." Exactly. You do the same thing where you tell stories ahead of time, like so. There's yeah. one time I was writing this song, and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you do it. Was, uh, I, the gift I of the gab, the, I believe they call it. I, I think that is, you know, yeah, that's that's half the performance. <laughs> Do you? Because <laughs> I, I think the music might be. <laughs> no, like nine, no, no, nine that's tenths. only like a, like the music's like the condiments on okay. top of the hamburger. Scott, you know, like you're the, not the, the proclaimers. You can slow hamburger. it down with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Pick like an obscure Scottish band with one hit. <laughs> they only had a good story. Well, I mean, they walked a hundred miles. They were willing to walk a hundred miles. And yeah, probably it's five, five, five. Was it five hundred? Holy miles. shit! Yeah, it was five hundred. Five hundred miles. That's a long. That's distance. egregious. That's an egregious yeah. distance. I would never walk five hundred miles, <laughs> which is why I'm heavy. <laughs> I'm with you there, brother. Well, I hide it with tattoos and well, tight t-shirts. Uh, no, it, it, I don't think I could even walk 500 miles in my apartment. Like how I would have to really measure that out to see how I would have to walk and how many times I'd have to yeah. circumvent my circumnavigate. Circum, yeah. Circumnavigate. Yeah. Not circumvent, circumvent the miles is what you've been circum- doing. You've been circumventing those miles for a long time. Uh, <laughs> okay all right so scott here's here, here's what i and, and this is where we we would as we're winding, we're obviously wound up but as we as we wind it up um we we sort of ask the guest if, if they have any kind of suggestions like or, or advice for someone that might be trying to break into what they're doing and, and so you know here we have the opportunity to ask one do you have any advice for someone who may be interested in farming, which is a, which would be a tough gig to get into now because a lot of farms are grandfathered in, right? Like you, you, you inherit a bunch of land and, yep. and you inherit the infrastructure. So, you know, would you have any advice for people that are hoping to become farmers? So that's one. Two, uh, would you have any advice for someone that might be interested in music? Do, do you have any advice that, that might uh, lead them to, you know, doing what you, what you had done. And then three, of course, the winery. Uh, do you have any advice beyond don't do that here? Cause I will break a knee cap. <laughs> never happened. I don't never happen. Never happened. Community above all, but uh, do you have any advice for my memory that I have to remember all three of those questions? That's okay. They're the three things you do. <laughs> so, so firstly, firstly, would you have any advice at some, for someone that, that may be interested in, in farming? In farming. Well, definitely um, there's options out there for, uh, for land that's not expensive. Pontiac being one of them. Um, you, you look at uh, land in Pontiac, uh, the highest, maybe, you know, in around the $4,000 an acre. Or you get down around Toronto, you're going to be fifteen dollars to $20,000 an acre. So... Um, so if you're looking to buy into a, a land, the further away you get from the cities, the cheaper it is for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's not unheard of. And, and renting land is, is options for small farms. Uh, and, uh, and I have several new farmers in Pontiac, um, probably 15 or 20 new farmers in the last three years. So hmm. uh, people are starting. And that's a new dairy farmer, includes a new dairy farmer as well. So, so um you know, if farming's what you want to do, it, it, I think it's uh, that it's totally doable. And do and your homework, right? Other, like, don't that goes? Yeah, yeah, totally. You, know, you gotta buy a tractor and like start furrowing the land. Like, do your homework and figure <laughs> out what you should be farming. <laughs> I think I well, want to do barley. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, I'm going to do it. If if you when you get started and you um, there's always that anxiety with any new job or any new business, but you know there has to be that bit of a there's faith in what you're doing but you have to you know we said it multiple times here that well even if everything goes wrong we're still gonna eat the same potatoes 
the next guy's going to eat the next day, you know, for sure. Cow still got to get milk the next day. So, so you're, you drive forward and even in total failure, you're still on your feet and you're rolling again, you know, so it's, you can't let that get in the way. So you have to really, if it's what you believe in and, and, and drive for that. So that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's sorry. Uh, are you saying that that's the same advice you have for uh, the other things? <laughs> like, a lot of them. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like well, I'm trying to say, winery. Well, you drive forward, yeah. and even if you fail, you just keep going. Just keep going. Uh, and you also pick wine, yourself up, going. and yeah, you know, break, break, break fail, it fail, down fail again. Fail, because fail again. You <laughs> see those footprints in the sand, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you you dumped a whole lot of wine on your uh, on your uh, driveway. Uh, well, it's you true. Know. Yeah, you eat those failures. That's uh, a that's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a uh, but you know once you taste the good wine and and you mm-hmm. realize <clears throat> why and, and we had faith in the in the people you hire, the, those uh, whether it's uh, marketing specialists or or winemakers. I think it's the, the same thing. You you got to find somebody that that matches what you're yeah, believing, but it also reminds me of of uh, of a saying that I always love, which is if you want to get really good at something, you got to be okay with sucking really bad for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Is it like uh, Jake from uh, from Adventure Time, where he's like, you know, being horrible at something is just the first step to being good. Like that's. I, I wonder, like. If you if you were to look back at the wine you like, you're obviously proud of the wine you make now, but you're equally proud of the wine you made then. If you could go back and 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 try that wine you made then, you know, yeah. Do, do you think you'd be like, man, am I ever glad I kept at it? Because this is this is swill. It was pretty bad. We kept we did keep a few bottles, you know. You oh yeah, keep a few bottles of every earlier batch. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that's amazing. That's I mean that's that's fantastic. Had, I mean it's all part of like yeah. the process of of learning, right? Like yeah, it's what Stefan well, we and I went through with the of, podcast. Is what it's what yeah. you go through with designs. What we go yeah. through with technology. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, you eat those failures and you and you move on and learn from them and 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 drive ahead and and it and it means that leads into the. Am I on the third or second question now? You're still, um, whatever, <laughs> whatever question you want to be on. But it leads into building the story, right? So um, you can go to the LCBO or the SAQ in Quebec and pay ten dollars for wine that's going to be way better than mine. That's, you know, I could go down there and pick at random a bottle of wine out of there. But I don't think you'd need to admit. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to no but you but can spend 10 bucks and know. buy better stuff than i make but you'll never get the stories and the music and that's the right it's exactly that you get the story and the sharing of the story and the and the sharing of the experience of where you went where you got i got this wine from a vineyard in shovel you believe it it was a vineyard in shovel and it's only half like, bad. What, Bill? It's okay what Phil? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah shaw vegas baby that's shaw vegas man i'll tell you what <laughs> It's the, it's the glittering jewel of the north. Um, you know, it's funny. Like um, the 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 thing that, that that struck me was something you said that I want to I want to touch on. We got to we, we're gonna we're gonna end it very soon. But the thing that struck me that that you said was lyrics are easy, and I I was like, I are, are you sure? Because I, I've heard a lot of crappy songs that have been you know that have been written poorly and and aren't aren't very good. So. Um, 
do you um do you really think writing lyrics is easy maybe i jumped the gun on that one yeah they're not <laughs> they dry up when, once the uh, angst ends <laughs> it's a test Sam. uh the it's funny though because the lyrics are easy when they come when they roll because it if i were to sit down and work at writing a song it's a whole other ball of wax but all the songs i've ever written tended to um i don't know who it was but you see that uh inspiration coming like a dragon and it's yeah right. past you and it's already past you and you grab a tail and drag it backwards and write the song backwards right pretty well the way i write songs i, I don't, don't is like, that really a saying <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there's a dragon and if you know chasing the dragon's tail is a heroin or something comment actually i don't think that's uh yeah, chasing the dragon lyric. i'm not gonna include that lyric in the next song <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was chasing the dragon and i had a glass of wine on my hand yeah i'm, I'm you, uh, i now need to kind of look it up because that's that i'm positive that's what that, what that was yeah chasing the but it it is you're right that to sit down and write it was my full-time job in writing and and it becomes that becomes that you know you gotta have be in the yep. right mindset and, and and set out and if you're a professional creative person that's that is you know a, a, as much a challenge as as a, a professional dairy farmer as far as you know every mm -hmm. day making sure the herd is in top health uh, when everything falls to bits what do we fix? Who do we call? What do we do? And that kind of thing. It's a, it, and that falls into creativity too. So it's, uh, I, yeah. I'm not too, I've often, if, if somebody uh, on the farm, like one of the employees or something does something that's um, not the way I would have done it. It's that I uh, I've often said, it's kind of that you leave a bit of for creative freedom, you know, mm -hmm. even in dairy farming, you got to leave that, you know, more than one way to skin a cat. It's fun. Hey, throwing a party, uh, you know, uh, uh, once a week is uh, is a great pastime. Mm -hmm. the, the wineries are uh, are awesome, and and meeting the artists too. I mean, we were just that was probably the biggest change is we were ramping up for this year to be a big concert year, so we were booking acts ahead. That's fine. Right. No, and and you start yeah. getting those uh, those contacts with artists, and the artists start to hear about you, and and enjoying the venue, and and the sounds good, and we have a real listening crowd, so mm -hmm. they'll. Mm -hmm. Um, one artist was, you know, just finishing his song and literally the crowd waited for the strings and the guitar to stop ringing before they applauded. Oh, you know, that's, that's the kind of that's crowd a great appreciation, that, right? Like just total. Yeah. So it's a great venue and it really does. It doesn't matter what performers there, it, it, they treat them the same, just with utmost respect and wait for that last ring to come off the strings and then applaud. Like a, that's awesome. That's awesome. So it is pretty cool. So we were really, you know, kind of in that sweet spot. And then it all goes to hell in a handbasket. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to do that. You got lots of space. You oh. just cut down the number of people you have at any given time. Well, that's, we've, we've started that conversation with some artists as far as how would a half a crowd look like, you know, instead yeah. of getting shooting for 90 people or, or would we shoot for 30 and budget around that? Right. We haven't met one that said no yet you know they really want to get out there and perform in the summer do you can you go outdoors with your stuff or or is it like an indoor music venue because you can't really no we have we haven't or? done an outdoor yet um we have 40 
We're allowed 40 on the patio and 90 inside. So uh, okay, so 90 enough room. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. That's a shockingly. Big, it's. I drove past your winery the last time I was in Chavo, and I we didn't, I didn't go in. stop in. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things. <laughs> I, uh, well, I heard the wine was only okay. <laughs> That's not true. It was. We just. It was just one of those like we were on our way into town. I think we're heading. Yeah. To my mom's and uh, whatever excuse you want to use you is fine you didn't stop in this guy next time uh, well yeah next time i have more of an excuse to <laughs> who owns this place oh scott oh i probably should have stopped then that it's it's more awkward now if i don't go yeah as opposed to That's right. before it's totally exactly. fine. um so scott this is it so i would you know i don't even I can't, I'm, I'm just so excited to have had this. I, I, I've said this so many times, every episode is like, I am so excited. excited. Um, and I, I sometimes let Stefan tell me that I'm excited because I always am. I'm always excited to, to record. It's just one of my favorite things. Um, and and to, to reconnect with you, Scott, has been a, a, a true joy. Oh, ditto, friend. It was awesome. I don't, I don't have anything else to ask. I mean, I, I, I will, I, I do have something else I want to ask, but it's, it's entirely, this is like an off the record thing after we're done. Uh, Stefan, you got anything to say? No, I, I just wanted to thank Scott for being a part of the show. Uh, it was super informative uh, and yeah, great. It was fun watching you two reconnect. So. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> it's one of those like feel good episodes, you know. I can probably cut oh. out all the Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff. It literally was just me doing my thing. I'm just I'm just picturing you guys like coming home from grade school and like talking about garbage so, pail kids. Scott, well, uh, Scott lives outside of town, so like I used to visit him. I would ride on my your, bike to go on see your him. bike. I do it on my bicycle, and yeah. and uh, and we we eat and stuff. And his parents, they were the they were the only people I knew that had like an a super old timey phone that was like a, you hold it to your ear and you talk, Yep. you know, yeah. into the, the wall, but it was like a refurb yep. old timey phone. It wasn't cause they yeah, had to work, have an old timey phone. It just hung on the same spot. It always hung. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Stop picking that phone up, Hugh. No, like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and, and Scott had a dirt bike, which was the coolest thing that like a yeah. 10 year old or 11 year old could have. I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And that's when I learned I could run really fast because he was riding away from me and I was trying to catch him. <laughs> I didn't let you drive? That's terrible, that's terrible. No, I, no, I, I, I own apologize. a motorcycle I now. I you for driving past the winery now. That's it's okay, I have a motorcycle now. I've had a motorcycle for a long time. Your dirt bike means nothing to me, Scott. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> but listen, let's, let's, we're gonna end this. Scott, thank you so, so much. It was, this was, uh, this was so much fun. Awesome. That's great. It was great chatting with all of you. Thank you very much. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content is copyrighted Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grampart. Intro voice is Jeff Wright. Intro track, as well as the track within the episode itself, is Dust by Scott Judd. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Dust your flight on a gravel road, show the progress of a life well sold.